0: Good morning. Welcome to with God at dawn. He will make darkness light. Isaiah 42:16. And I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. The trials to which Christians are subjected in sorrow, adversity, and reproach are the means appointed of God to separate the chaff from the wheat. Our pride, selfishness, evil, passions, and love of worldly pleasure must all be overcome. Therefore, God sends us afflictions to test and prove us and show us that these evils exist in our characters, we must overcome through his strength and grace that we may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust afflictions crosses temptations adversity and our varied trials are god's workmen to refine us sanctify us and fit us for the heavenly garner Oh, why are we so sensitive to trial and reproach, to shame and suffering, when our Lord has given us such an example? Who would wish to enter into the joy of their Lord while they were unwilling to partake of his sufferings? What? The servant unwilling to bear the humility and shame and reproach which the master bore unselfishly for him. The servant shrinking... From a life of humility and sacrifice which is for his own eternal happiness by which he may finally obtain an exceedingly great and eternal reward the language of my heart is let me be a partaker with christ of his sufferings that i may finally share with him the glory be not moved from your steadfastness by the jeers and scoffs of those whose minds are given to vanity Follow your Savior savior, through evil, as well as good report. You know, I don't always recognize God's trials from Satan's temptations or, well, wait a minute, I'm sure you have already beat me to the finish line. That is that nothing happens without God's knowledge or permission. And whatever happens is for our good in his glory so maybe God doesn't send any trials he just allows Satan's temptations but only what we can bear and with it making a way of escape so in one quadrant we have Satan trying to destroy us and no matter what he does God's people come forth try to scold but the ones who don't trust God fall off the path all along the way. In another quadrant, is God patiently protecting and guiding his people who love, trust, and obey, and allowing strong delusions to those who believe not the truth. In yet another quadrant, we have Satan's counterfeits, which actually belong to his corner, but people don't realize it. God has told us through his prophet that We are not lost for believing a lie, but for refusing to believe the truth when it is given to us. This puts us in a position to want to seek out the truth fearlessly, to look at things openly, to see, to understand, to dig, to use our minds, to come to God for guidance. These counterfeits cause a sense of overwhelm they're everywhere throwing up our hands and stopping all efforts saying I just I can't handle it I can't understand this is done in many areas of our lives such as the healing modalities there's so many opposing views out there it just gets us to stop trying just believe the doctor and spiritually just believe the pastor it's too much over my head. I just don't know what to think. So we just believe the doctor. We just believe the pastor. I'm just tired. I'm tired of trying to understand. Don't you agree? But we just get confused. And in the final quadrant are many very capable and intelligent people, independent thinking for themselves, playing the devil's advocate until they feel like it's all a matter of preference anyway because it's all hyperbole. I can defend any position in a debate. These people are above God's word and they decide in their minds what is true, what is not. Most likely, they'll be happy to instruct everyone else. You know, I've read that God allows their errors to develop to the point of recognition so that, if they were willing, they would see their mistakes. And their errors develop to a point so that others may not be deceived. But the title of our reading today is God will make darkness light. How through his word, first by prophecy being of no private interpretation. that just means that you can find the answer to one thing in another book by another prophet. These prophets uh, wrote their books at different times in history. Nevertheless, the Bible is like a chain and you can read something about one subject in one book and when you read about that same subject, same word in other books, it will really open up and clarify until you have a clear picture. And second, by just believing his word, but you don't understand it until he reveals it to you. And when you have the truth, this is the thing that's interesting, when you've taken every verse on a subject, then you have the truth and you see how they all fit together and that they really do agree and make sense. So we don't give up. I found a promise today in John sixteen thirteen. When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Dear Father, You are so wise and so far above our ability to understand. We trust and obey, for truly it's for our good, whatever you allow. We receive it, Lord. I lift up those who are with me here this morning. My prayer for them is a sense of how free they are from the bondage of sin. Let them feel that today, Lord. Free in Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. I invite you to join me tomorrow morning as we go through some reading and uh, looking at some promises and uh, having a little prayer together. Thank you for joining me.